That'd be like what it be like. Like you already know what it is. It's your boy, Calvin, like my way. Today I really just wanted to make this quick, you know, podcast episode. I have no idea. It's been a while since I've been on. Guys, I am a complicated individual. Uh, many times in life we put ourselves in these boxes, right? We put ourselves in these boxes, be it political, be it social, be it race, be it economic, you know, just so many different boxes, man. Like, and we 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 get online and then we share what we want people to know, what we want people to see, you know. And from a marketing standpoint, it's it's almost gold. You know, it makes sense. It's almost magical, right? You can get in front of the right people you by telling them exactly what you want them to hear and creating this almost a facade almost because it may be part of you but it's not all of you and in some respects it's almost natural to to look at individuals and see a facade because be it relationships be it you know uh on jobs we always present ourselves as part you know what i mean we always want to put our best foot forward we always uh, uh, show the best in us, the biggest part of us, the value that makes us desirable for the opposite sex, for for a job, you know, when you're trying to sell yourself, present yourself as the best candidate, uh, and marketing, and so on and so forth. But I'm working on a theory, man. I'm working on a theory. Uh, and this podcast is kind of just the beginning of it. And I'm going to walk forward in my marketing and my products that I offer, my podcast. And, I mean, I'm going to just be me. Unapologetically all me. And that is a very complicated individual. Uh, if I saw... And try, <laughs> I'm actually driving to one of my boys' house right now. Uh gonna be about a 30 minute drive so i figure i'll be able to drop this cast but um be, be able to, to come forward and tell you guys if i was to sit here and tell you guys everything about me this cast belongs here um it'll be in depth it'll be complicated it'll be it, 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 it'll, it'll be multifaceted it'll be uh quadruple <laughs> uh sectuplet or uh, have you know hexagonal octagonal whatever It'll be so many layered, right? <laughs> that it'll be incomprehensible, right? You won't be able to comprehend it. You won't be able to get it. You won't be able to understand it. Or, or you might get lost in the sauce, so to speak. But what I can do is tell you everything that I'm working on right now. Maybe not in, you know, the minute detail, but I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be genuine. I'm gonna be real and I'm going to take this on to every one of my Facebook posts, my Instagram posts, my uh, Twitter feed. I only get on Twitter whenever I'm watching MMA. But um, I'm just going to be, going to be candid, okay? My name is Calvin Williams, okay? I was born and raised in North Carolina, facing Clinton, North Carolina, right? And realistically, 
as a kid, I, I, I grew up. I grew up pretty good, man. I grew up pretty good, pretty good family. Uh, mom and dad got divorced when I was in like fourth grade, uh, fifth grade. Yeah, about four, summer of fourth grade, right? Uh, still had a great relationship with my mom, with my dad, with my mom. Still moved to my grandparents' area with my mom's side of the family. Grew up uh, all the way up through middle school. Um, connected with various churches, man. Most time with my mom's folk, uh, Southern Baptist. Uh, around the middle school time period, I connected with the Mormon Church because uh, my dad he got affiliated with them. So I got involved, got you know, uh, I say educated in the Mormon uh, philosophy or religion, right? Um, that was around like seven, seven, eight grade. I pushed that for about three, four years. Uh, grew in the church and all that stuff. Uh, one thing that I say I learned from that experience as a whole is that, that when you study or you format something out where the learning process is easy to understand or is structured for learning and growth, guess what? You will learn and grow. Uh, facts. That's one thing that I say about the Mormon church that is bomb as hell. Um, kind of got separated from it. Uh, up till about, I, I mean, high school, you know, got in high school, went to Wilder, having a little bit of fun, being a, a, a youth, all right, um, discovered women and so forth and so on and actions and reactions. Um, I'm going to just say that. Then around, after high school, I got into dance, man. After high school, I got into dance. Got into dance. Learned about this style called Crunk from California from one of my homies. Uh, homie used to play games all the time. Michael. Michael face him, boy. I'm actually going to his house right now. But uh, he was watching this movie. He used to play video games. Then his brother, I was like, yo, where's Mike at? He was like, he's watching this movie, man. And he cast me dance. And I'm like, it's a movie. And I was like, yo, tell him to let me borrow. Let me check it out. So I checked it out. And from that point, me and him... Uh, push and well, learned from uh, from this movie and began to push it in North Carolina. Uh, got a decent level of notoriety on the East Coast. Uh, pushing North Carolina uh, and it was pretty dope. Actually got involved on a ministry platform or on a, a, on a ministry standpoint through dance. Uh, using the dance to reach at-risk youth, kids without direction, give them some direction, give them some guidance, and mentor. Uh, honestly, when I first started, mentorship was kind of ratchet as hell. Um, but I was teaching them to be the best version of man that I could teach them to be at that point. And I was, you know, like 19 years old. Like, So, so I'm going to be honest. I wasn't teaching them the best things, but I was teaching, right? So, from that point, I was always a teacher. Fast forward a few years, meet my wife. Uh, she loved to see me dance. Ha ha, you know, ladies love dancers. So, got involved, push, come, shove. A couple years later, baby on the way. A year later, we get married. And um, that was like 11 years ago. Now, from that state, that was my walkthrough, right? Now, who am I now? Am I a crump dancer? 
know, but I still crumb from time to time. Am I uh, still teaching? Yes, but I'm teaching something completely different. Am I in the church? Yes, but my outlook on things are quite different based off my experiences, my learning, and my development in life. Um, and truth, truth be told, I am quite proud of the man that I've become through the, my ability that I learned from dance, from projects in school, of researching and finding and coming to my own conclusion. Uh, I have discovered who I am as an individual, and I am multifaceted. I am a man of God. I am a father. I'm a brother. I'm a friend. Anytime someone's in need, man, I try to help, but I don't enable anybody. I feel like people that make excuses or give people room for excuses, and I say excuses in all respects of situations, everybody going through something, but an excuse is a reason to sit down and wallow versus stand up and move forward. We all go through stuff. We all fight. We all have pressures. We all have hill and valley experiences, right? But the thing is, we must, we must, we must keep pressing, keep pushing, keep grinding, and go go discover and be the best versions of ourselves, right? And that's where I'm at. Now, what I'm into for fun, not really crumb. That's not my thing. I enjoy fellowship and brotherhood. I love bicycling. Got into it after this COVID thing hit. Um, like most people, right? <laughs> Bicycles came off the shelf pretty damn fast. But um, got got a couple mountain bikes uh, off, like let go and offer up, right? Uh, one was trash. Had to get some work done to it. So I started riding with the family, man, just for exercise. Um, then uh, Pastor David at Strong Tower Church, off the chain, great church, go check it out, Clayton, um, Strong Tower. Yeah. But um, Pastor David, man, he, he, he found out that I rode, uh, pretty much a novice myself, and he was like, yo, come ride with me, come ride with me. I was like, shoot. Like, I do, like, 30-something miles. I'm like, God knows, bro. Like, I don't get down like that. I'm a beginner. But, um, you know, I ride. I'm like, okay. So, I'm like, yo, we, we connect, uh, meet together. He has an extra road bike. Let me borrow one of his bikes, man. An amazing experience to ride a road bike. Um, to be honest, I swear it was a trap. Um, <laughs> because after riding a bike that's like $1,200, you know, these little Walmart bikes don't cut it anymore. So I got into cycling about not maybe a month ago, like riding, riding, right? Um, and it's fun. It's a great experience. It's, it's, it's just dope, man. It's, it's really dope. So uh, I love cycling. I love at least once a week I'm getting on the road doing 30-plus miles. Um, weather permitting. I'm really, I'm really getting ready, prepare myself mentally <laughs> to break this uh, 50 mile mark. But I got to do it. It's been put in my mind, so I, I got to break 50 miles. So cycling is one thing I'm into. What's another thing I'm into? I am a 
almost psychotic, uh, fanatical MMA fan. I love MMA, man. I've been following the sport since uh, about 2005, 2004, 2005. Um, just, just got into the sport around the time that like Anderson and Chuck, before even before Anderson, like Chuck Liddell, Keith Jardine. Keith Jardine was like my favorite fighter, even though he was, you know, he ran into a lot of trouble a lot of time. But Keith Jardine was my dude. Him, Chuck Liddell, Rashad, um, Rampage. I mean, I, I, I've been an avid fan. I've watched MMA, and especially during this COVID time, MMA has gotten me through uh, supporting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's got me through some border, man. But um, I love it, man. I am my favorite fighter, obviously. My favorite fighter is, is Tony Ferguson. He is crazy as hell. I love Tony. I love Tony Ferguson, man. Uh, Tony Ferguson, Demetrius Johnson. Um, man, it's Justin Gaethje. He is freaking phenomenal. He's there. He's your favorite fighter's favorite fighter. Uh, I love this dude. Um, and Israel Adesanya. Oh, my God. Uh, I kind of had a viral moment after one day uh, uh, did a, a reaction to his fight when he actually broke out with a Trump entrance. And I was actually doing the reaction, not because of his entrance. I was doing the reaction because I, 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 I'm a great, I love, I love this dude, Robert Whitaker. Um, and the funny thing is, I love this dude, Robert Whitaker, and I love Israel Adesanya's kickbox. I I've seen this dude kickbox like before he came into the UFC. Hey, he's masterful, man. It's like his technique and style is just crazy. But I was watching because I didn't know who was going to win this fight. And I was just giving my reaction, trying to get the YouTube thing off the ground because, you know, YouTube's algorithms and all this, they want you to be kind of specific about uh, what, your, <laughs> what your niche is. And I'm not a specific person, man. I like, I like bouncing around. I might have to have like 15 YouTube channels or something. But uh, so I was just doing a reaction, man. And uh, I was talking about, and during my reaction, I'm talking about how I don't know who's gonna win. I feel like you know, the way this dude is, he, his style, his you know, skill set. I feel like he can do it. But I think Robert, if he does, you know, X, Y, and Z, and the music comes on. And I hear this track. I hear a crump track. I'm like, yo, what the heck? And then this dude, I see some guys I crump, and I'm like, yo, these cats are really crumping. Like, these are dancers. I was like, oh, snap, this dude, Izzy? Like, he around the same age. I'm a little older than him. But I'm like, yo, this dude, Izzy crump? I was like, yo, like, we, that made a, a connection on a different level because we had something in common. Something that I was avidly passionate about that helped change my life. Israel Adesanya was also a part of the movie, right? And um, man, his entrance was so dope. My man, he he, he busted the entrance, and then after the knockout, he did he did some some crump. Uh, I'm gonna say crump code. You know what I mean? Uh, small things that only crump people would get, and it was it was just real phenomenal, man. I, I enjoyed it. But so cycling, MMA family man family I, I, I'm crazy about fam uh, brotherhood fellowship I, I'm more of a conversationalist right I like to have in-depth conversation 
with people with ideas and, and, and ideas and views on various topics. Like, I don't give a damn about politics, but I love to talk politics from a standpoint of what people want you to believe versus what is. So truth. Like, I love truth. And that's one thing about my discovery when I was walking through uh, my, my, I'm going to say, spiritual journey, right? Is truth. Like, people can tell you, oh, yeah, you know, you ain't supposed to do this, you ain't supposed to do that, oh, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that, you're supposed to celebrate uh, this and that, but I'm reading a book that religion's supposed to be about, and it ain't talking about none of these traditions and stuff like that. So, I get a lot of slack for that from people that, you know, are heavy into whatever traditions. So... I lean more upon truth versus tradition. So if I'm talking politics, we talk about traditions as a black man in America. Traditionally, you hear people talking about like democratic stuff or liberal ideas and stuff like that. And then I'm thinking for myself and then I hear like some of these things that people talking about. I'm like, that sounds hard. Like, no disrespect. Uh, it sounds bad. It doesn't make sense. It sounds stupid, right? Um, it's very handicapping. But uh, that's the thing. When you open up and you begin to view the world from the lens of, of, of truth instead of tradition, or what mom and dad or what grandma and them said or what teacher said but actual truth then you can grow on a level that is almost I'm gonna say almost unmatched or impossible to match understand what I'm saying because the thing is when we put ourselves in these little boxes these boxes we in turn limit our thought process. We limit our our flow of self and self-discovery. Granted, I don't give a damn about your politics. I don't care who you vote for. I don't really care if people vote. That ain't that ain't my deal. I don't care. What I care about is policy, right? I care about opportunity. I care about um, ideas in ways that facilitate growth. You understand? So, if a person is speaking and they're facilitating growth, and they're teaching you how to and showing you the way or giving you the resources or telling you where the resources are, that, for me, is what I'm looking for. That's that's. That's the type of energy I follow, I, I, I pursue, right? So I, 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 I pride myself, I ain't gonna say pride. Um, you know, some people are like, oh my God, you're so prideful. Yeah, I love me. But um, I trust me too. But um, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna say, I pride myself on being a free thinker and an independent thinker and not a follower follow no man I follow no man 
And if, if I do follow a person, right, a man, a woman, or whatever, if I follow their legal, their suggestion, it is my choice to do so. You see what I'm saying? So just because I follow a person, I'll just use an example. Let's say use Barack Obama, for example. Just because I, I vote for Barack Obama and I, I follow him first term and then he says something that I don't agree with or he begins to walk a path that I don't don't align with my values or my belief system or what I you know deem important or my truth right I don't have to die on that hill I don't have to die on the choice that I made then because I have, always have a choice. Daily, we all have choices to where we can grow, where we can develop, where we can be better, where we can succeed, where we can be the best versions of us. And that's 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 me in a nutshell, man. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a father, married, I got a wife, and I hate going shopping with my wife because it becomes an all-day event. Guess what I got to do tomorrow? School shop. My God, I can't stand it. But even when we go grocery shopping, I can't. I can't stand going grocery. Excuse me, grocery shopping got the hiccups, man. Well, grocery shopping with my wife because it's like women. Women like looking at everything. Well, not every aisle. And nah, I don't. I don't. I'm kind of direct. If I'm going to the store, I'm going for something that I want or what I'm looking for. And once I get it, I'm out. Uh, this is before COVID. But I don't, I don't really like being in big crowds or being around a lot of people for a long period of time. I enjoy my space. I enjoy, I enjoy me. I enjoy my privacy. I enjoy... And that sounds funny being that I'm making a podcast talking about who I am. I say I enjoy privacy, right? But I enjoy my space. You know, I me, me and my, my, my closest brother in age, right? Um, we're like two years apart, right? Really less than two years, but we're two years apart, right? And we both know, outside of our family, uh, I think my mom and my other, my younger brother knows that we can't spend an extended amount of time around each other because we're both alphas, right? Like, he's very strong-minded, I'm very strong-minded. And a lot of times we have polarized, we have polarizing personality with other people, but with each other, it's kind of uh, exaggerated, even in a sense. But we know in our relationship that, hey, guess what? We can't be around each other but for X amount of time. And sometimes it might be two hours. It might be six hours. It might be 30 minutes. <laughs> you know, based on what's going on and what we're doing. But with life, you got to know, you got to know where you where you stand. I'm not saying like I stand somewhere far against my brother because I love my brother. And I can say whatever I want to about my brother because he's my brother. We grew up together. We ride or die together. But if somebody else says something about my brother, you got to see these hands. Uh, or you got to see me. I'm going to say it like that. Uh, 
Not that he can't handle himself, because uh, trust, he can. But it's my problem. But as two alphas, we can't spend a lot of time around each other. You know what I mean? And and that must be understood in certain relationships. All relationships, you got to know limitations. You got to know strong points. You got to know weak points. You got to know where you can try to do better, do better, you know. Like as far as marriages, and that's kind of like my thing about this whole shopping deal. I hate shopping with my wife because it becomes an all-day event. But I have to make concessions at times because she really wants to. She really loves it. Blah blah blah. So about twice a year. <laughs> that's about all I can stand. Well, about twice a year, maybe three times. We get out, we do it together. You know, most times it's the school time, school stuff. Uh, every now and then, like we're doing something for a party, or we're doing like a big shopping trip, you know, on uh, like groceries or something. We might go, but I really like going by myself. That's my guy. Just how my man, how uh, <laughs> my man uh, Dave Chappelle said in. Another professor, women be shopping. Whoa, women be shopping. But, <laughs> but no, there's so many different levels to conversation, to people, to personality, to marketing, to even showing or sharing who individuals are, who we are. And I feel like this is just a small moment in time where I'm saying to all my brothers and sisters, to all my fellow entrepreneurs, uh, internet marketers, uh, readers, people discovering, trying to be the best version of themselves, that there's levels, that there's layers to us all. Oh yeah, I forgot, I left one thing out. I actually got a product out about it anyway. Um, but uh, it's about I, prepping. I actually got into prepping, uh, shit, my son's 11. This ain't like everything is based off my son's age. But uh, <laughs> maybe about four years. My son was maybe four. So we're looking at about seven, eight years. Seven, eight years of prepping, right? Uh, I I woke up from a dream, right? And it was crazy. Um, Alright, so I'm just going to tell you. I'm just going to say it, right? I had this dream, man. I woke up. Well, I had this dream. I was sleeping. Obviously. And in this dream, I was driving from Fayetteville, a city, you know, about 40 minutes away from where I used to stay. And uh, going home and on this highway, it didn't make sense, 301, it didn't make sense. I was driving on 301, going home, and all of a sudden I'm going up, down this hill, and I come up this hill, and as I see it's nighttime, I see fire. Fire. Like I was going to Fairfield first. I saw fire falling from the sky and coming out of the ground, right? I was like, oh my God. And I go up this hill, I see it. And I stop. Oh my God, the city is on fire. So I turn around, turn around, I rush back home. And um, I see my brother, we're talking. We're speaking about how what we got to do. Uh, we got X amount of land. 
where we were staying, where my mom is, and how we're going to survive, and this and that, two, third. And then, it's, you know how dreams do, you kind of jump scenes. And then it was like, we jumped scenes, and we were on a bus headed towards like a Walmart, and, and it comes up, we see like different signs talking about like camps or retirement camps or whatever. And me and my brother look at each other, you know, nonverbal communication, you gotta learn that. And he was like, yo, this ain't going down like this. So we in turn look, we bust out, escape, get out. It's like a lot of shooting and carrying and going on. And uh, as I woke up, I'm like, whoa. Like, I literally wake up out of the dream, like, oh my God, like, it's crazy. And God begins to speak to me. Now, I'm not saying that God told well, I am kind of saying it, <laughs> but most of the time when people are like, yeah, God said, da, 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 it's like they put a stamp on it, and it's like you got to believe it, but I'm not saying that for me. I'm not saying that you have to believe what I believe, because this is just what my experience is and was, right? So this doesn't have to be your truth. So my brother, we, we I wake up going back. I wake up and I'm like, whoa. And the Spirit speaks to me and like, you gotta get ready. You gotta prepare. And he also told me, excuse me, same, same night, same experience. It said, search your family history. So in turn, that was the catalyst to make me search and look for truth find out my family history, who we, who we are, who we were, where we come from, uh, religious, religions and ideologies, what we, you know, the source, right? And I learned about prepping in such a way that <laughs> I learned it, I learned it like most people will that begin. I started out focused on guns. That was my main concern. Protection, protection, protection. I gotta get a gun, gotta get a done gun. And at this point in time, walking there was kind of a big thing. And I bought a daggone uh, 686 Taurus revolver. Uh, I think it was 686. But it was an eight shot revolver. And it had a six and a half inch barrel the entire gun was about nine inches long, just like my nephew, you know. But it was, it was big gun, man. And I had this gun, and I was shooting, feeling like Rick Grimes, right? Because I couldn't, I couldn't afford a Colt Python at this point in time. But uh, I got this huge gun. Talk about this beginning of my prepping experience, yada yada yada. And guess what? That gun was so damn big, I could not conceal it. Oh, at this time, I was. I'm, I'm 5'11 now still, but I was 160 pounds then. I'm 180, 190 pounds now, but you know, these seven, eight years, I was a skinny, skinny little strain baby. And uh, but a nine, nine, or pretty much nine inch gun, a revolver, eight shots, 357, man, 
There was no way I could conceal that gun. I couldn't even wear it on my hip. It wasn't nowhere. I had to have like a, uh, a holster sling on my leg. And it was probably one of the worst decisions. I had, had a gun shot great. It was a great target practice gun. Probably a good competition gun. I really can't name a time that I missed with that weapon. But I had to get rid of it because I needed to get an actual weapon that I could conceal. Uh, that I could conceal carry, that I could carry and feel protected and, you know, secure. Uh, but through prepping, I learned about food storage, food preparation, how to start a fire, how to put out fires, how, how to prepare food, working on dehydrating, and this farming deal. It's a little, you know, some things to learn. But um, food prep and first aid, these are things that we all need, right? And through preparation and the pre prepping that I've done up to this point, it actually prepared me for when coronavirus hit. And as that, that line turns into like the, the catalyst for the project that I uh, launched a couple weeks ago, well, last week was the beginner's guide to prepping. Why break down how you can begin prepping, how you can, oh, excuse me, how you can begin to create, design your own plans, your own resources, uh, what, what you concern, identify what your concern, concerns are so that you can make a plan based off of that so that you can obviously prep and be ready for anything. Be ready for whatever you think is over the horizon, whatever may come, whatever dreams or visions you may have had. Um, prepping, prepping the heat, man. Um, so that's another thing I'm into. Um, superhero movies, Marvel, Avengers. Uh, I love DC. I, I love, I love all action, man. I'm an action movie buff. Um, so without you know, dang, it's been about 35 minutes. But uh, without making this video any, I said video, podcast any longer, this episode any longer, I just want to close in. I'm a, I'm a full human being. I work a nine to five, well, actually a 12 hour shift job for a pharmaceutical company. I got two kids, a wife, um, interests out the wazoo, you know, hobbies, leisure time, outdoor activities. Um, I love shooting guns, prepping, um, you know, and having independent thinking conversations. Conversations where we can grow and be the best versions of ourselves and be better conversation. Um, also, got that preppers guy for anyone that, you know, got an interest in prepping or thinking about prepping want to learn more about prepping I got a $27 product uh, two hour training breaking down what prepping is what prepping ain't and how you can get started also got a product out head heart and hands it helps you discover rediscover and achieve your goals and dreams and make them a reality there is so much out here. There's so much that I do. There's so much that I say. Just subscribe to the podcast. Follow, follow me. Check me out. 
find that more. And hey, you either learn something, you go learn something. Either way, if you stick around, you listen a couple times, you're gonna learn something you didn't know. But you could also gain a friend. And that's really my only mission to help people be the best version of themselves through an experience. Hey, with a guy like me. <laughs> so the next time, stay positive, stay productive, stay encouraged. Know that you can do, you can have, you can be. Whatever it is you want to be. Learn the skills, skill sets, and put in the work. So, until next time, be blessed. Lights out. Chill.